Welcome everybody back into another fun and exciting Geek at Birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, coming to you live and in living color all the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Geek at Birth, Unrelated Birth podcast studios. And as always, for Geek at Birth, I have brought along my friend from the great white sort of north. It, it snows in Baltimore. The one, the only, the quiz man. I'm calling you the quiz man. That's your new nickname. The quiz man, Ryan Permison. Thank you very much for having me, Dave. It's good to be here. Pop quiz hot shot. You got a movie okay. and, a t- and a new series, but you can only talk about one with spoilers because the other one hasn't come out yet, unless it, or maybe it has. So what do you do? What well, we talk about both do? of them. Why don't we, we talk, just talk both. about both? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was trying to make a great attempt at humor and do a quote from the 94 action thriller known as Speed with that girl from the bus. But, you know. The girl from the bus. You know, uh, she also talks about her friend talks about the perfect day, right? I believe so. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. April 15th. Or, yeah, April 25th. I'm sorry. Not April 15th. Yeah. April 5th. Yeah. 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 April 15th is co- tax day. Right. One of her co stars says that speech. Not her particularly, but yes, I do know which movie you're referring to. Miss <laughs> Congeniality. Hey, every now and then, guys got to watch some fun movies like that. There's nothing wrong with Sandy B movies. Sandra Bullock is one of God's gifts to mankind. Why not? Exactly. All right. So just off the top, as you see behind me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of animals. There's dogs there. I believe they're called Dalmatians in the background of the studio tonight. Th- th- there might not be 101 of them. But there's many of th- them. Let's just put it that there's, way. There's many. There's many, many Dalmatians behind me. So we will be talking about our reviews of Cruella. I, I will just say this off the top, off the cuff. If you have not seen Cruella and you plan on watching it and you don't want spoilers, I mean, maybe mute us for the first 15, 20, 30 minutes of the show. Because we'll be talking about Loki and the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. But the... The first half of the show, we will be talking about our views of Cruella, and we might get some spoilers in there. So yep. I, I don't want you – you have been warned. I understand you enjoy listening to the dulcet tones of Dave Adams and Ryan Permison tonight, but you know what? Weigh your options. Yeah. That's all i got to say about that. There you go. So, so are we going to talk Cruella first? Or do we want to talk Loki first, Ryan? No, it's okay. Let's get the spoilers out of the way first and talk about Cruella starring the one and only Emma Stone, one of the most talented and best actresses going in the world today. I would say she's probably the best actress in the world today. Fair enough. And there's, I, I would I, not argue against it. Yeah. I, and I think anything Emma Stone stars in turns to gold. Uh, I don't especially. Know about- yeah, I don't know about the Amazing Spider-Man two, but eh, honestly, I loved it. I liked it. I thought Jamie Foxx's Electro. I, well, I mean, this is maybe something we can get into later. I thought Jamie Foxx's Electro was was great. Uh, they they had some good setups, but you know, this we're not talking about Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. We're, we, Spider-Man. We we are talking tonight. <laughs> About, about Emma Stone's the, new film. About <laughs> Emma Stone's Cruella. So, first off, first and foremost, first and foremost, let's get this out there. No matter what we say about what we think about the movie itself or the plot lines or, or, or anything about that, if you take 
the storyline of the 101 Dalmatians away from it all. And <laughs> say you walk into it not knowing anything about 101 Dalmatians. First off, how? But say you walk in not knowing anything about 101 Dalmatians. I will say this. It's a very well-written movie with some great plot twists, some great things that honestly I did like I am really good at, at predicting where a movie is going to go. I didn't see the two twists in this movie coming. I saw one of them, but I did not see the big reveal coming. And and yeah. we'll we'll talk we'll talk that later. Once again, spoilers. Uh, yes. I, I will say this: the movie, the writing was phenomenal. The soundtrack was amazing. 70s yeah, music, the way that that intertwined with with the way the movie was done was amazing. But when you try to weave in and retro, retcon 101 Dalmatians and Cruella, I think there's some some big glaring plot holes and some big glaring issues with congruency if you ask me ryan let's what was your thoughts on the movie oh i do have some thoughts i'm just getting started Uh darling so (laughs) here's my thing emma stone is a great actress no matter what emma stone played this role to the hit i mean she took this so far turned it up to 11 and she did quite well with it i must say like her being stella her regular human counterpart and, and then she transforms into Corella because of all the abuse, all the crap, all the stuff that she went through. It's like, you know what? People have been throwing me under a bus for so I'm going to get my revenge, and I'm going to do it my way. And I don't care who's in my way. I'm going to stomp you. I'm going to destroy you. And I'm going to do it by wearing these ridiculously outfit, ridiculously good-looking outfits for 70s fashion anyway. And the right. soundtrack is going to back me up so hard that you're going to love this soundtrack. Which, by the way, to the nth degree, I really like this soundtrack. I mean, you got... These boots are made for walking. You got other rock songs around there for good measure. I mean, just everything in between. I'm thinking to myself, whoever put the soundtrack together knew that I like these tunes. So right. good on you, folk, for putting that together. But here's my thoughts on the movie. First of all, this movie never should have happened because I didn't hear anyone in the interwebs cramming, crying, whining, complaining, saying, I want to know how Corella became so mean and evil. It's like, why do you know? No one no, cares. You don't. When you watch 101 Dalmatians, there's a protagonist, there's an antagonist. She's the antagonist, and there's a reason for that. Every time she looks at a dog, she gives it a you know evil look and says, "I hate you. I don't like you. You know, you would make a nice coat, darling." Oh my! You know, it's like, okay, well, we get it. You don't like dogs. You who who babies. looks at a Dalmatian and say that's a great coat? I know, seriously. Like, I'm gonna make you into a coat. You're gonna look great on me as a coat, by the way, just to be perfectly clear. But yeah, this movie never should have happened. That's number one. Number two. I think this movie's it's fine. It's good for what it is, but at the same time, I'm thinking, eh, I've seen better Disney films. Let's just put it that way. But Emma Stone, not to take anything away from her, because she played this like crazy. She was fantastic, wonderful, incredible. And who was it? Emma Thompson as her, yeah. I guess in this case, antagonist, because you're kind of sort of rooting for Cruella, even though you kind of really shouldn't. But her as the antagonist, Emma Thompson, by the way, playing the Baroness. Good stuff. She played that up to the hilt, and that's fine. It worked. And by the way, Horace and Jasper, they got more lines in this movie than they ever did in the original right, exactly. films. The original animated film and the two live-action ones that starred Glenn Close, just to be clear. So here's, here is something co- a cool little factoid for you. Yeah. Do you know who one of the executive producers of Cruella was? 
the one, the only Glenn Close. Why am I not surprised? Right. It it it, it had some Glenn Close moments in it. Oh yeah, there were. And, and, you can tell, and and her now knowing this, her being an executive producer, that's a signal of her passing on the torch. Right. Exactly. And, and I loved that. I really did. I loved that that it had some of that live action 101 Dalmatian feel to it. Oh yeah. Here is my big hot take. You say the movie should have never been made. There are times when we want a prequel, Star Wars being one of them. Even though we all know that turned out. Honestly, this is where you and I might differ. I enjoy Episode 3 of Mm. Star Wars. I I think Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith might be, well, it definitely is, top three Star Wars for me. Just because it, it, it goes into so much detail of knowing where Anakin became Darth Vader. But, so we, we, that was a prequel that we asked for. That was something of, tell me how Anakin became Darth Vader. Tell me about this. What I don't want and what I don't think should ever be made are movies where the villain of a well-loved animated cartoon, Cruella, Maleficent, I'm looking Ooh. at you. Yeah. Oh. Should never be made. Those are movies that are now making me, uh, are they're attempting to make me feel sorry for two of Disney's most hated villains. I don't want to know. I don't care that. Oh, here okay. Here comes the spoilers. I don't care that Mommy Dearest died and fell over a balcony. I don't care that the Baroness is spoiler is truly your mother. I don't care that that all of this bad things happened to you. I don't care that the Baroness had Dalmatians and the Dalmatians killed your your who you think is your mother. I don't care. Your name is Cruella Devil. It's Deville. Deville. Yes, but it is Cruella. It's Deville, but Walt in, in Disney. In life, it's the devil. It's the devil. You want to, as you said earlier, Ryan. You want to make fur ba- fur coats out of these beautiful Dalmatian puppies, and and because of that, I am supposed to hate you, and and for my entire forty years watching these movies, I have hated you. I don't want to humanize you now and start feeling sorry for you because you were an orphan and raised yourself and blah, 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 blah. It's the same thing with, with Maleficent. I don't care why, you know, the, the, the backstory of who you are, you just got mad because you didn't get invited to a baby, a baby shower. And and, and therefore and therefore sparked a whole, you know, Sleeping Beauty pandemic. Yeah, and so, also they and also they made the Dalmatians the antagonist too, because when the the three of them go after her, who we think right. her mother at the beginning of the film, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Dalmatians are not killers. They are not meant to be killers. Actually, more, actually, you know, Dalmatians are not cute, cuddly puppies. Dalmatians, yeah, they're they're not good apartment dogs. Oh, so um, they are vicious killers in real life. They're not vicious killers, but they're not. 
they're not what 101 Dalmatians make them out to seem. Oh, so they're not the personalities of Pongo or Perdita. Okay, well, I guess that sort of kind of helps me, but maybe not. But anyway, like, right. they made the dogs the bad guys, and I'm thinking, that's not what I remember from Disney. How dare you? And then it's like, right. I, I, I don't know. It's I'll, I will say this, though. I enjoyed this movie a heck of a lot more than I enjoyed Angelina Jolie's Maleficent. I did yeah. enjoy this film more than I did Maleficent. Granted, that's not saying much because the bar was <clears throat> kind of down here, if not on the ground. Very low. Very low. Very low. But at the same time, it's like, hey, I had a decent time with this movie because, one, you get Emma Stone carrying the load because Angelina Jolie is Maleficent. I mean, granted, she looked it, but at the same time, the script was terrible, Angelina. It didn't work for you. And then door number two, right. you had a 70s soundtrack with killer songs. I'm like, you know what? I can get through this movie, but the other, the other thing that bothered me, this movie was 20 to 30 minutes too long. This is an over two-hour movie. It felt like a two-and-a-half-hour movie, even though the running time was 2.18. This movie easily could have been 1.30, if not 1.45. Easily. See, I, okay, so other people have said that, and, and one of my good friends, Vance Cope, said that it could easily be 1.45, two hours. And, and there are some points that they could have taken out, but I think the, the back script of of showing us her as a little kid couldn't have been cut out because then you, you lose a lot of you know when she was bad her mom says oh you that's Cruella coming out you know you lose that little bit yeah, I, I, Stella, I, not Cruella and I'm like oh right. that's how she gets her name like Han Solo got his name come yeah. on I, I don't exactly know. Like, I agree. It was a little too long, but I don't know where you take those out. Like, I don't know what part of the movie you would take out. To... Maybe you take out a little bit of the, the interaction uh, between her and the Baroness when she is Cruella. Uh, I, I do think we get a little bit too much of that. We get a little bit too much of the, um, the pop-up show. Where you know she takes the the attention away from the Baroness there and has her little runway show. The sales drop. Baroness is old news. Is Corella the next big thing in fashion? Yes. And by the way, when she says Anita, darling, I'm like, oh, I thought you were saying Anita, darling, like Anita, comma, darling. But no, no, no. Her full name is Anita, darling. I'm like, oh, okay. So and, that's and, how you're working. Okay. Anita, darling. I'm like, oh, that's how you're working. All right. Right. So that's another thing that I I, I have some issues with. Sure. If you're telling so in in the cartoon, Anita and Cruella know nothing of each other. That is true, isn't it? Hmm. Yes. So yeah. now you're telling me that they They've were childhood best right, friends. They were childhood best friends. They and, were BFFs. Right. I, see, I, there are too much retconning that I don't really like going into in this. Mm. And and that's something I don't know if you're starting to watch the Bad Batch. And all the, 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 the other stuff. Right. They're retconning way too much. Are they doing that in the Bad Batch right now? Yes, they are. Even though I haven't seen one episode, I still intend to watch every single one? Okay. Yeah, they are. Uh, we won't talk it yet. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, haven't seen it yet, but I see where you're going with this. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, look, this movie happened. It is what it is. Disney, they had 101 Dalmatians in the vault. They made two live actions with Glenn Close, which both were successful in their own right. And they're like... Well, it's been another 20 years. Let's reboot something that doesn't need to be rebooted and do it all over again. And we're going to retcon a lot of stuff. Or in this way, this is how I think about the film. Cruella is just a what if. It's like, well, what if this is how she became Cruella? Or what if Anita was her BFF? Like, I don't take this as canon. I just take this as 
this is a separate film, has nothing to do with the original. It's just its own separate mini multiverse. And this is what would have happened if Barry Allen screwed up the timeline. Hi, Barry. Um, but you know, kind of what, Joker, what, like like Joker did. Oh, Joker is a completely separate because the the director of the movie actually said this has nothing to do with any of the previous Batman comics, none of the previous Joker comics that have ever come out. This is our own hmm. interpretation of who the character is. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine because then I can't argue when you when I try to compare or contrast your version of the Joker to this version because it's it has nothing to do with the original. So I have nothing to compare it to. It's your own interpretation, your own stamp that you put on the character. Now with Disney doing it with Cruella, do I think it's a fine movie? Yeah, sure. Am I going to go back and rewatch it a hundred times over like I do other Disney films? Heck no. But no, I, I I might watch it one more time. You know, yeah, that's fine. And you know, and Emma Stone, you did very well in this movie. If this movie gets some accolades at the end of the year, which considering how crazy the world we live in right now is, uh, fine. If you get best costume design, if you get best hair and makeup, if you get a best actress nomination, fine with me. I don't care. But at the end of the day, I saw this movie. I did my due diligence. I gave my two cents. And now I'm going to move <laughs> on to the next film that hopefully will knock my socks off. Because right now I'm, I've seen a lot of movies that have been hyped in my trailers, and they don't live up to that. The only movie that's come up. This close to living up to that hype is Mortal Kombat. The really? Oh, okay. So hold, hold up. We got to get into this then. You're the first person that I get to talk about this with because Adam hadn't watched it. I was un. I, I I did not like Mortal Kombat. Give me the 1996 version of Mortal Kombat any day um, uh, over what we just actually, got. That's um, uh, actually 1995. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. It's 95, Jack. But anyway, no, I hear what you're saying. Like if I had to compare and contrast the two. I can see myself rewatching the original 95 MK more than the reboot. But the, hey, look, they're all different movies. There's no tournament in this one. Yeah, but Johnny Cage is hinted at for the sequel. <gasps> you know? So we're going to get gonna Johnny Miz. Cage. It's going to be The Miz. I don't care. But at least we're getting Johnny Cage in the sequel. Hopefully, WB Greenlight's sequel, because I actually like this reboot. I didn't think it was great as it could have been, but it's still good enough to the point where I would say, yes, this has potential. Please build on this and give me a sequel. Just like I thought with the Laura Croft Tomb Raider reboot with Alicia Vikander. I liked the. I thought the movie. No, I didn't like the reboot, but I thought the reboot was okay to the point where I can say, you know what? If this movie got a sequel tomorrow, I would still go out and see it because this, this potential new rebooted franchise has potential with Alicia Vikander. By the way, they are making a Tomb Raider 2, and I look forward to seeing what Alicia does with that, because the first one had potential, didn't quite live up to all of it, but I can see it doing better in the sequel, but then again, I could be wrong. But anyway... I, I'll, so you know. so let, let me, let's, let's get into this really quick. We are into yeah. the summer season. What movies are, even though there's we're starting to maybe see some rebirth of movie theaters come back, what movies are you looking forward to coming out? Are you going to go see any of the WB movies, or will you just watch them on HBO Max? Uh, and and are there any movies that you think, I have got to go see this in the theater? Mm, that's a $2 billion question, isn't it, Dave? But I will say this. It is. It is. In regards to what movies we have coming out this summer, like, for instance, I, didn't, I knew this movie was coming out, but I didn't know it was going to be this soon. The Conjuring Three is out right now on HBO Max. Yep, I want to. I want to watch that now. As far as regards and going back to the theater, due to my anxiety and still having anxiety about this pandemic, even though we're slowly but surely starting to come to an end with it, and people are getting vaccinated. By the way, if you haven't yet, please consider getting yourself vaccinated. Just saying. Um, I don't know Do if I'm going to go back to a movie theater very soon or that quickly. But if I am going to go back to the theater for one movie, if one movie were to come out in another mo- couple months, whatever, to Top Gun Maverick. I would go to the theater to see TC, Mr. Tom, Tommy Boy himself, Tom Cruise, 
and Top Gun Maverick because that trailer, the first one, I know they come out with like oh, it looks awesome already, but the first trailer when you hear the score and then you just oh when you see him take off like that whole that whole shebang, I would be more than happy to see that in a theater in IMAX because it's so, a film that you need to see in IMAX, respectively. But yeah. outside of the other films, I think I'm going to stay within the comfort of my own home due to my anxiety. No offense to anyone who doesn't have this. But since I have anxiety and I get, especially with movie theaters right now, I'm going to stay at home in the comfort of my own home where if I have to take a potty break, I can pause my movie, take a break, yeah. come back, hit the play button and be like, okay, now I'm ready to get scared again. Patrick Wilson, if you're from me, give it to me. So, so yeah. I will see your Tom Cruise and... and- and Maverick, because and, and I I do want to see that one. It looks really good. But for but for me, the movie that will make me just I have to go to the they don't do midnight releases anymore. But the one movie I would have had to go to the midnight release for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Which by the way, we did Happy Star Wars Day two weeks ago. When we the, today, Happy Ghostbusters Day, thirty seventh anniversary. Yep. I, I am the fact that the three remaining living Ghostbusters are going to be in Ghostbusters Afterlife makes me super excited, and I truly think that that movie will make will help us forget about the crap that was Ghostbusters twenty sixteen whatever yeah whatever that was whatever that was so, by the way it's called go by the way they retitled it because they knew the third one was the actual third one was coming out it's called ghostbusters answer the call on the blu-ray of the 2016 version because they knew that other really? one was coming out like ghostbusters afterlife and they're like yeah let's just retitle this so yeah now it's called go- it, well, this one is called ghostbusters afterlife and by the way how soon before you think we hear the iconic theme song in that movie oh very first that's that's the first thing we hear oh really you're gonna hear that in the opening credits no, well, okay, maybe not opening credits. I think it's going to be like it was in the original one. We get this scene where it's kind of, we don't know what it is, and then, you know, you'll get the kind of sneaking in sound, and I really right. do think that that we'll get Ray Park playing that. It, and if it's anybody other than Ray Park for the first part of the music, then WB have done, has done it wrong. Carrie is finally here. He says ear holes. Carrie, I don't know if we can say ear holes for... Uh, Geek at birth because ear holes has nothing to do with un- with geek at birth, just unrelated at birth. So sure. I don't know. I'm not sure, anyway. I'm not sure what uh, that is, but but yeah, good on you. If you want to see Ghostbusters Part Tres, go right ahead. Yep, I, and also I'm excited for this Friday. What is Friday? In the Heights. Oh, is that the, the Lin- orig- Manuel Miranda? Yes, that's the original Lin Manuel Miranda. Musical. That was what before there was Hamilton, there was In the Heights. So I am super excited for this. Is that a go by yourself or is that a family affair? This will be a watch it at home on HBO Max. Oh, cool. Okay. Watch it in the comfort of my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And and so Friday nights, we always have some friends over. And I don't know if we're doing it this Friday. Carrie is one of those friends that comes over. So, Carrie, if you're coming over this Friday, uh, we will be watching in In the Heights. Just Fair warning. Yeah. So on you, man. Yeah. So before things happen on Friday, there's one other very important thing that has been promised to us for, what, two years now? That Disney Plus is finally releasing. Hmm. 
We we finally get Loki. We've had Falcon Winter Soldier, which eh, I enjoyed it very and we, much. We talked. To, it, it was it was a great great show, but it kind of eh to me. Uh, we had WandaVision, which I thought was amazing. You thought it was eh. Well, I haven't uh, seen WandaVision. Yeah, well, you know, you don't like your your thing. <laughs> Carrie says, "Do I wear my <laughs> dancing shoes, ballet slippers, tights?" No, you don't <laughs> wear your tights in, in the heights. It's it's a Lin Manuel Miranda musical, which you know it'll be great. Um, yep. anyway, yeah. yeah. This week, tomorrow, if you're watching us tonight, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to the podcast, wherever you get podcasts now, because yeah. I worked I worked diligently. Last week, the last two weeks, getting us on all the platforms. Um, you so, so you're very welcome. So, search Geek at Birth on anywhere you get your pla- your podcasts, and please five stars. And if you're on iTunes, write us a review. Please do. Say I love the Golden Voice of the South, the Human Jukebox, <laughs> and and his his co-host, his sidekick. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm the yeah. Apparently, you're the Daniel LaRusso of this story, and I'm the Johnny Lawrence. All right, fine. Well, hey, Barney Stinson thinks that you're the main character then. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, Cobra Kai never dies, so, you know. Well, you know. So, okay. So, tomorrow, Loki. Wednesday, Loki. we get Loki. What are you expecting out of Loki, Ryan? For me, even though I really don't have any intention of watching this series, spoilers for all, for your audiences watching at home or if you're listening on the podcast, which, by the way, if you are listening to us on podcast, thank you so much. Here's the thing. I think Tom Hiddleston's a great actor. I think he plays Loki very well. I think he's one of the best MCU villains we've ever had. He was the first great one we ever had, and then someone came along and he uh, snapped everyone out of half the universe out of existence. And his name happens to be Thanos. So, Josh Brolin, you're numero uno in my book, pal. There's no better villain for the MCU than that. I mean, you destroyed half the universe for half a movie. Right. And then Loki, and then Loki apparently still survived. So Loki's here, right? So what yeah. am I expecting from Loki? I'm expecting nothing but straight-up comedy. Not one moment of drama, not one moment of seriousness, not one moment where Loki says, I actually miss Thor. I miss my brother. I miss my family. I have no life now. I'm going to cry. No. Loki's not going to cry. He's not going to get angry. He's not going to get frustrated. He's going to be like, what kind of a sick world am I living in? Because I feel like I'm in a timeline spin, a.k.a. You're Doctor Who now, Loki. Get used to it. And if you need a tesseract... Hey, that, that was my line! Exactly. And if you need a TARDIS, <laughs> use the Tesseract or use your Scepter, which, by the way, that may be out there somewhere. I'm just saying. I'm expecting nothing but comedy from Loki, and I can't wait not to see it. I'll just wait for season two of Falcon and Winter Soldier or a season of a brand new show that takes things a bit more seriously than the happy-go-lucky comedy of Loki and perhaps the craziness of WandaVision. But back to you at the desk. So, so you're not you don't want any comedy in your Marvel comics. You can have a little bit, but I feel like Loki and WandaVision are gonna have too much of it. Like I like salt and pepper in my in my meal, but if you have too much salt, aka comedy, and not enough pepper, aka drama, I'm not gonna like you very much. If you don't have a balance, or if you don't have more pepper than salt, I'm not gonna like you very much. But that's just my two cents. So Brian says that Loki is not comedy. Yeah, Brian, how do you know this? The show's not even out yet. Well, I mean, he's not even out yet, man. Trailers, you know, trailers can show you one thing and then they can turn there on your head. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. But Brian, are you saying that you've watched all eight episodes of Loki? And by the way, Brian says In the Heights is brilliant. Have you already seen In the Heights, Brian? Well, so In the Heights is a musical before it became a movie. So he he might be going off. 
what the musical is. I'm like, did you already see this stuff? Like, how much access do you have? You don't even work for the studio, and yet you're seeing everything before me. How dare you? Yeah. So, so my buddy Carrie says, how's Owen Wilson going to fare as the second lead and the second comedy lead at that? Because Owen Wilson is normally the lead guy in every movie he plays. And Mm. Owen Wilson and Tom Huddleston together, that, I mean, that, if you did that for eight episodes, good on you, Disney, because that you just made two huge screen stars stick with eight episodes of a, a small screen TV show. I thought he was referring to Luke Wilson, not Owen Wilson. Oh, it might be Luke. I think Luke Wilson is the co-star in Loki. And by the way, Luke Wilson's having a heck of a year. He did season one of DC Stargirl on CW. How is that, by the way? Stargirl is actually a good series. I enjoyed it. Okay. I I enjoyed Stargirl. I mean, heck, I enjoyed Stargirl more than... uh, Nope. It It is Owen Wilson. Carrie was right. Oh, it is Owen Wilson. Okay. All right. Well, I thought it was Luke. Sorry. Um... I could have sworn I saw Luke Wilson in that trailer, though, for Loki. But anyway, I digress. Um, what was I they saying? They both look the same. They both. You were the saying Stargirl. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Stargirl is a good show. I enjoyed it more than some of the stuff they were doing on LOT, which is Lessons of Tomorrow, for those of us who are trying to keep up the 50 billion acronyms there are in the comic book movie slash DC TV or slash TV universe. Right. And what what's on right now? Superman and Lois. I think Superman and yeah. Lois oh, is, ooh. is doing well. I love Superman and Lois. We'll, we'll talk about that in some other episode because I really think that that is the quintessential Superman for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Hashtag I, it, Henry, Henry Cavill is still my number one Superman, but I get it. it this, this Superman and Lois brings back old... Um, Christopher Reeve vibes for you? Maybe George well, Reeves no, vibes? No, no, no. I was, I was going to go Dean Clark vibes. Oh really, Dean Cain and uh, Lois and, Terry Hatcher? Yeah, or Dean Cain, yeah. With uh, what was it, Lois and Clark? Is that the the show? The New Adventures of Superman from the nineties, which by the yeah, way, yeah, 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 classic. And I got all four seasons on Diva Dub, baby. Take that to the bank. It is great. But anyway, back to what we were talking. We are worse to get on tangents than Adam and I are. But no, um, it's great. We were talking about Loki, and I am burned Loki. glorious purpose. Yeah. Yes. So I I do think that they are going to make this. Think about it. You have a guy who goes on a time mission to help protect or fix the past. Mm, I think he's actually going to turn out to wreck it because he is the god of mischief for a reason. Where, but where have we seen this before? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the BBC TV show that also you might see a, a Hanging with Webb show sometime everywhere now and then. Uh, something called Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really think that Disney is trying to get in on this time travel stuff and and have a Doctor Who type show and just kind of shoehorn Loki in there. That's my concern, though. Like, is Loki going to mess up the timeline for himself or is he going to mess up the timeline for entire MCU to the point where I'm going to be so confused as to what's going on when the next actual MCU movie comes out, which Black Widow doesn't count because that's a prequel. But... Like, is it a prequel though? It is. It, it, it's it's kind of a midquel. Eh, I still think of it as a prequel. Okay. Which I understand but, where you're coming from, but for me, it's still a prequel. But as far as Loki goes, like, is he going to mess up the timeline for everybody to the point where Infinity War and Endgame never happened? Because that kind of ruins the entire MCU for me. It's like, well, we need stakes. We need people to actually die and stay dead so that we can actually have stakes in our movies. So otherwise, you're just going to retcon everything and kind of ruin the whole MCU for me. There is a rumor that I've heard that they are finding a way to bring RDJ back 
into the MCU. See, that kind of like ruins so it, the MCU then. Right, exactly. So, and, and to, to Brian's point here, it's going to set up alternate timelines. And that could be, you know, are we going to see like a time cop type thing? Are we going to, so so now does that mean back to our original point of how we talked about Cruella? Does that mean that a guy who is supposed to be a villain is going to be a good guy? And are we going to see Steve Rogers be a bad guy? Because think about it. Think about this, Ryan. At the end of Endgame, what happened? Steve Rogers goes back in time to be with and, to, to be with Agent Carter. Instead of what he was supposed to do and come back. So therefore, according to the premise of this show and pretty much every other time travel show that we've ever watched, Steve Rogers goes and messes up the timeline. So therefore, is Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Chris Evans, a villain in Loki? I don't think so. To me, I'm Team Cap all the way. Steve Rogers is a good guy. Listen, did he have to go back and be with the love of his life and get that dance that he promised her back in the 40s? He didn't have to do it. He could have been like, I'm going to return the stones to everything that has to be returned, and I'm going to come back. And I'm, But even though I'm going to be still my 40-year-old self, or 30, 20, 30, however old he is in real I mean, right. I, he was frozen for 80 years, so he's like 28, 29, 30-something. He could have still passed the shield on to uh, to Falcon and said, you know what? I returned everything. I'm tired. I'm done. I've had my run. I've had three movies. I've had Avengers movies I've been in. I've, been, I've done all this stuff. But uh, what's his name? Sam Wilson? It's your time, brother. You take the shield. I don't know. Feels heavy. No, no, no. You'll be fine. You can take it. If he had done that, I still would have been fine with that. Like if he came back right. as his regular human self and been like, hey, I may still be in my prime because I was frozen for 80 years. But I've been through so much in six movies. I'm done. I need a break. You're the new captain america falcon you do it because i have every faith and confidence in you and by the way he can do it so i would have been fine with that too but he went back bent with the love of his life he comes back as a hundred year old man he's like so so how was it you gonna tell me no i don't think i will i just want to look at the sunset and i want to die peacefully fine with me steve rogers you deserve that pal you deserve that happy ending so for me if Loki's going to go back and fix the timeline and make steve rogers out to be a bad guy which he is not and never will be a villain yeah, I guess you can do that, Loki, but I'm still not going to watch your show, bro. Until you, until the MCU looks me in the eye and says, look, man, this isn't a straight-up comedy. Like, there is some serious, dark, disturbing stuff that happens in these shows you have to watch. Then, and only then, will there be a free exchange of my reaction to those shows. Well, there was some serious stuff in WandaVision. I mean, yeah, the, enti- the entire last two shows was very serious. The only comedy in WandaVision was really the first three episodes. The rest of them really, really got into the darkness of Wanda. So I, I do think that if, if you call yourself a Marvel fan, which I know you do, you need to go back in and, and, and watch it knowing what's coming. Uh, and as, as Brian's saying here, that it ties into Doctor Strange too. It's not just a, a on-its-own TV show. Which I get, so that, and I understand that. But it does scare me, though. It's like, am I going to go into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and be confused up the yin-yang because there's too many multiverses? And by the way, don't confuse me with too many of those things because if you do, I'm just going to walk out of the room. Like, don't confuse your audience. By the way, 
MCU has been very good about when you see an MCU movie, whether it's a, whether it's a sequel or a big team up movie, they they may not give you everything, but they do give you little hints and notes and side notes and little subplots that help you understand what's going on in those movies. So in case you haven't seen other movies, you can still watch this movie on its own and enjoy the heck out of it. That's what I like about the MCU. They do that well. But yep. if I have to watch three, 30 other shows just to understand what's going on in Doctor Strange 2, no thank you. But I still want to see Doctor Strange 2 because I quite like the first one. And Benedict Cumberbatch is a boss of an actor. So And he, yes. I do think so. DC or Marvel does a great job with it. Whereas DC, if you watch the Arrowverse up until last year, where they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, you had to, which was an amazing TV show, but you had to watch a bunch of them to really get what's going on in the multiverse on Earth 96 or Earth 1 or 2 or 5 and really get a and have to understand what was going on. Uh, oh, Jeffrey Martin finally watching says first time ever TV and phones are totally synced. He he watches it on both. He comments on his phone and and watches this on YouTube. That's oh my awesome. Gosh. Thank you for being with us, Jeffrey. And by the way, Brian, you seem like a know-it-all. So okay, <laughs> which by the way can get very annoying at times, Brian. Like, don't give me everything. Just let me see something for myself and let me discover that Doctor Strange ties into something else on my own first. Okay, but anyway. This is he says. Ooh, this is how we're getting Kang the Conqueror, which I have no idea who you're talking about. Fantastic he is. Four, he, he's I a good do bad know guy. Who you're talking about, and then what is this? Ant Man three. That I know what you're talking about because I've seen the first two. By the way, Ant Man and the Wasp, not a very good sequel. Not Ant Man was good though. Yeah. That's, see, that's my other concern with these movies. It's like anything that comes after the original, minus Captain America: The Winter Soldier, is not very good. The sequels are yeah. not very good. They're not very I, good. Iron Man two was horrible. Blah. Uh, Iron Man, Man 3 probably was even worse. Ant-Man and the Wasp, not very good. Uh, what's, what's the other one? Um, Thor, Thor the Dark World, terrible. It's like, Thor Ragnarok, probably the better of them all. Yeah. So what's this so, now? Carrie oh, says, Black it, it, yeah, is Black Widow an in-theaters movie or Watch at Home for you? Dude, Watch at Home, are you kidding me? Oh. This is... This movie, by the way, the Black Widow movie should have happened 10 years ago. So this movie is coming 10 years way too late. But if it does well, good for them. If it doesn't, whatever. Am I going to watch Black Widow? I really wasn't planning on watching it because it's like, eh, you're still dead. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. Can, I, I, might, I might watch it just because I like spy thrillers, and I'm hoping this is a more of a dark spy thriller. Because I've seen bits and pieces of the comedy in the trailer, and I'm like, Please don't make this a dark movie for like five minutes, and then the rest of the time it's about her finding her uncle or her former teammate, the Red Soviet, whatever his name is. You know, David right. Harbour's character, and he dresses up in that suit. He's like, it still fits. And I'm like, dude, no, no. Yeah. No. I'm uh, a dark spy thriller. Give me a dark spy thriller, and I will watch that. Anyway, yeah. that's just my two cents. But as far as watching Black Widow in theaters or at home, I'm watching it within the comfort of my own home, a.k.a. <laughs> I have sources. So, so Jeffrey brings up a good point. If you don't like sequels, so Empire Strikes Back was worse than Star Wars A New Hope? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not, Star Wars is one of the best, most consistent original trilogies of all time. Like, I am not dogging Empire. Empire is my favorite of the original trilogy. Now, of all like of all the Star Wars movies, I'd say it's in my second or third favorite, top three. But 
No, Empire Strikes Back is not terrible at all. Are you kidding me? It's energy surrounds us. So, so let's ask. Ooh, here's here's another one. Here's another one for you. Back to the Future One, Back to the Future Two. I think Two is an amazing movie. You know, I did a rewatch of this trilogy not long ago, and I gotta say, I like all. I love the trilogy, no matter what people say. But I will say, Part Two is the weakest of the three. For me, really? Want, for me, it's Back to the Future, the first one, then Part Three because I like westerns, and then Back to the Future Part Two. I've always thought three was the weakest of all of them. No, three to me is better than two. But here's the other thing I like about. But here's the thing I like about two. It's Biff's movie, and it's hilarious. Yeah, that it's I do like hilarious. that. Hilarious. Everything that Biff does, if not his son, his uh, his kid. What do you think? Griff just calls me Grandpa for his help. He's Griff Grams. What the hell am I paying yeah. you for? I mean, <laughs> oh my God! If you're and by the way, when he's watching an Eastwood movie. And he's with those two girls, and that bulletproof vest. Oh, it's a great flick. The man is brilliant. And then Marty comes in and he interrupts the whole thing. Hey, what are you doing in here? Party's over, Biff. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. How'd you get past my security downstairs? <laughs> there's something, and, there's and, a little matter, Dave and I. You and I need to talk about. Yeah, money, right? Well, forget it. No, not money. Gray's Sports Almanac. You I want girls. one party's over <laughs> dude i want that gray sports almanac now start talking kid what don't you know about that book <laughs> so carrie says national treasure 2 is way better than the first one uh carrie i respectfully respectfully <laughs> disagree with you the first national treasure is the new indiana jones of this millennium the second one was good and it had a lot of fun to it but the first one, to me, is still better than the second. And by the way, for the longest time, Disney was planning a National Treasure 3, and we never got it. I've heard rumors that it is happening. Eh, I'll believe it when it actually comes out. Right. I've yeah. got one for you that, that the, better, the better movie for a sequel, and I don't know if you've seen this one, because uh, this might be a little before your time, and you're not as huge of a sports fan as I am. <laughs> Major, League, Major League 2 is much better than Major League 1. I've seen both. Okay. I've seen both Major League and Major League Dos. And I like Major League too, especially when Roger Dorn gets hit in the uh, the back. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, God. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. And then, oh, my God. Home Alone, then, yeah. by the Home way, Alone 2 is not better than the first one, by the way. Sorry, Kerry. I actually, I actually do like Home oh. Alone 2 better than one. Because who doesn't want to stay at the Plaza Hotel? And live it up for an entire week with all the money you can ask for and all the oh. toys you can possibly want. And by the way, you got your boy, Tim Curry, as the antagonist. Come That's on. True. How can you say no to Tim Curry and Rob Schneider at the top of his game as a, as a comedic actor in that movie? As Cedric, who's getting his tip money, counting it in public... And then trying to get tips from everybody in the hotel when they won't give him the satisfaction or give him the time of day. Come on. Uh, Carrie, Home Alone 2 to me is slightly better than the first one. Uh, what's this? Iron Eagle is way better than any sequel. What the heck is Iron Eagle? I think I've heard of this, but I don't know what it is. I have a movie that we can now say definitively is the best sequel ever ever made. You ready? I thought it, I thought it was The Empire Strikes Back. Holiday Road. Oh, even though your screen is kind of yeah. Holiday Road. Yeah. It's a good yeah. one. 
watch it. We watch it every year in the holiday season. By the way, Merry Christmas. Blank was full. <laughs> I didn't want to curse. I didn't want to curse for our uh, younger appreciate audiences that. out there. Appreciate that. But blank and then, was full. And then, of course, you do have the. That's the wild thing, and and yeah. Yeah, I got my bum knees, knees, man. I got yep. my bum knees. What's his name? Man. Willie Mays Hayes, everybody. Willie Mays Hayes. Yep. Where, man, where we so. Do you have a Willie Mays Hayes pop? They haven't made a Willie Mays Hayes. How can you have a major league set of pops and not have Willie Mays Hayes? They haven't made it. They need to. I know. I know. What about Bob All right. Anyway. That would be a great one to have, too. All right. So we went all the way from Cruella. To Loki. To Loki. To talking about sequels. Look, that's how we do on Geek at Birth. We talk about things we geek out about. And it, it might not be what we intended to talk about the whole week. So that's actually, that's actually a good point. I haven't seen the sequels to Mad Max, Brian. I'm sorry. And then, and Brian also says, "What about Deadpool 2? No, no, no. The original Deadpool was amazing. Deadpool uh, two was good, but it wasn't the, all, yeah, as good was, as was. One. I was about to say, hot take for you and your lovely audience out there, Dave. I don't like Deadpool. You know that doesn't shock me, seeing as how like you you don't like comedy in your in like your him. comic book. I like a do little bit like, of comedy, just not a whole lot. Do you like Ryan Reynolds? Not really." Okay, well then that, I mean, that explains Because it. Ryan Reynolds to me isn't Ryan Reynolds. To me, he's always going to be Deadpool. By the way, I will say this for Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here. Ryan, I know you're watching this because you tune into all the geek shows and around the interwebs. Your movie that you did about eight, ten years ago, it's called Definitely Maybe, about how you met the love of your life to have the daughter that you currently have, which is played by Abigail Breslin, quite well, I might add. That, to me, that was your best role because you took it – you had your comedy, but you also had your dra- you had your dramatic chops – that were being displayed in that movie. So Ryan Reynolds, if you're watching this, and I know you are because you and I share a name together, and I, and I, and I respect you for that a little bit, my hat's off to you for Definitely Maybe because that is a good film, Dave. If you have not seen Definitely Maybe with the love, with the love of your life, it's a good you know, romance movie kind of thing. It's a good date night movie. Let's just put it that way. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I'll say that. It's a good date night so. movie. By the way, Brian Wensloff, I agree with you a thousand percent. X-Men Days of Future Past is not only a great sequel, it is by far and away the greatest X-Men movie of all time. All time. X-Men Days of Future Past is my top dog. It's the biggest one in the yard. Hands down. And by the way, either cut works. Theatrical or the road cut. Either one. I love Days of Future Past and I will always love that movie. I'm trying to sit here and think. I it's a great movie, but oh, if we're going to say best X Men of all time, incorrect. Logan was the best one of all time. No, see, Logan. Does, Logan's not an X Men movie. It's a spinoff movie about one character. It's not about the X Men necessarily. It's about Logan. So to me, but I don't had, count. Okay, I don't count okay. those films. They're spinoffs. And I'm ignoring Brian say, saying Rocky Two was on par, maybe slightly better. Incorrect. Agreed. Agreed. No, Rocky Two was way better than the original Rocky. Way better. Oh, way see, we better. can we can get into a lot of discussion because Rocky is probably my favorite series of all time. It's a good series of films. I like two. I like three. I like Rocky Balboa, and I like Creed one and two. But I slightly like Creed two a heck of a lot more than I like Creed one. But that's just me. That, I will agree with that. I'm Rocky one, two, three, four. Oh, four is Balboa. They, four is when they started to go off the off the deep end. I like it just, you know. So I, I bad. Rocky 4 and 5 are just, they're five, bad. Let's forget 5. I liked how 6 retconned a lot. Um, 
which is six is Balboa. Uh, oh, Carrie Rocky, says Rocky Balboa ba- is a great film in general. I think it's a great standalone movie in general. It's so good. Yeah. Carrie says Batman Returns may be better no. than Batman. No. I like Batman. I like Batman Returns. But Ten years ago, I would have said yes, but now I look back on it. I redid a rewatch of the original Batman movies you know, that I grew up on as a kid. Batman Returns is a Tim Burton movie, not a Batman movie. But the first Batman, Batman 89, that's the best. Oh. Of that original franchise, that is the best. I would say it might be one of the best Batman. Oh, period. Absolutely. I mean, the, the what, do you, what is it called? The chemistry between Keaton yeah. and Nicholson. Two yeah. sides of the same coin. I love them. I mean, Dave, you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pen? What? So I always, I always ask that of all my prey. I just like to say, is that the Chase exclusive? Yes, it is. Carrie Ooh. and I, Carrie and I found this one just at a Target randomly. At Target? Oh my yes. gosh! Get out! Of, by the way, did you see the picture of the new pops that I got from Target? Did you see that? No, I did not. Do you have them? You did not see the pops. Do you want to see them? Yes, bring them. That's what all we're right, going in the show on. I'm going to. We're going to talk pops. Yeah. So as he goes and gets the pops, I will say this: my pop oh, dealer, my my pop guy, Carrie. Oh. Yeah. While, while I was saying this, while you were getting your pops, my so pop much guy. To do. Yeah. It's my so pop good. guy is is Carrie Loney, and and Carrie, unfortunately for me, and fortunately for him, sold his entire collection this week. Did that include the Batman 89 pops? I don't know if he had any of those. Because if he did have the 89 pops, I want them. Carrie sold every bit of his collection. And and so now I don't know if this is fun anymore because my friends are not in it anymore. It's a bummer. Well, you're in it. If I I lived in the state of Alabama, I would go with you to the Funko Shop every week. Anyway, these are the two new pops that I add to my collection. By the way, for those of you who grew up on this franchise, hashtag... Ducks fly together. Gordon Bombay, everybody. <gasps> yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, baby. That's one. And then door number two is his best player, the MVP, the captain of the Ducks, Mr. Charlie Conway. Eh, see, I don't think Charlie was his best player, but we'll get into that later. Whatever, Russ. Whatever. Whatever, Russ. Whatever. But here hey, you go. I, I got the heart. I got the heart and the soul of the Ducks because Ducks fly together, baby. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, quack. quack. Hey, uh, what was it? I'm looking for kudos here. What's he? What's he waiting on? How was? How, how, how come he hasn't talked on the duck phone, Mr. Ducksworth? Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Mr. Ducksworth. Mr. Ducksworth. What are you doing here? I own the place. How about you? Oh, I'm just going over some Rico Rico statute stuff. Oh, I thought you'd be trying to work out some deal for you with your reckless endangerment. Did you really, <laughs> did you really think I wouldn't find out, Gordon? Anyway, um, that's impressive. Uh, dude, I can quote an entire script of certain movies if you ask me to. All day long. And by the way, I can quote Batman 89 for sure because I've seen that movie billions of times in my life. And plus, a lot of us grew up on it as children. Right, so, right. I got to tell you something, Dave. For now on, that you and I do Geek at Birth, you are my number one guy. So, <laughs> Just don't do shoot we, me. Like, yeah, don't shoot me a, like Joker does yeah. after that. I need a moment or two alone, boys. Eh, get out of here. It's like, Bob, he stole my balloons. Why didn't somebody <laughs> tell me he had one of those things? Dave Adams, <laughs> I need a moment yep. or two alone, boys. Anyway, but yeah, those are my two new pops that I add to my collection. So I am very cool, happy cool. With that. And the pre-orders are coming in a little bit later on, which include, you know, the Boba Fett, 
Dad Bod and Ahsoka Tano from Mandalorian. And then you got Cosmo Kramer, my next door neighbor from uh, my days when I lived in New York. And my nemesis, known as Newman, the postal worker. Hello, Newman. Yeah, the Seinfeld Pops and the Mandalorian Pops are coming soon to a pop collection near you, a.k.a. they're coming to me. My Hamilton collection will be coming in July, I think. So, Can I tell you a secret, though? My local comic shop is running a sale on all toys, action figures, and pops this weekend, 20% off everything in the store that's not 14 days or older. So I hmm. will be going with uh, a certain someone this weekend, so maybe we'll get some pops for ourselves. I don't know, but if we do... I'll send you a report the next time we're on the show. We'll, we'll know about a geek of birth. Hey, so as we wrap up tonight, Ryan, I don't think we did this on last the show we did two weeks ago. Tell them where else they can hear the great voice of Ryan. That's one way of that's one way of calling me a, a, a something something or other. Or that's another way to give me a nickname. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for having me on the show. It's great being on here with Geek at Birth. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at RyanRPM5. Also, check out our YouTube channel. It's called Nerd Culture, if you're watching this on video and see my lovely tapestry in the back. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and what was it? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at It's Nerd Culture. New videos are being posted on our YouTube channel each and every week. And check out my podcast. It's called The Nerdcast, where I talk about some of the latest Movies I've seen, I just celebrated my 100th episode a few weeks ago, so check it, check it, check it, check it, check Impressive. it out. Impressive. Yes, check it, check it out on Anchor and wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And also check out my live show. It's called And I Quote, where I have a special guest from any and all corners of the nerd universe each and every week, live every Saturday at 12 p.m. EST. So make sure you check your listings if you don't live in the Eastern time zone. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Check it, check it, check it out. Other than that, it was very fun being here, and I look forward to being on this show with you once again, Dave. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So, uh... Well, I'm trying to find a new my, my picture for unrelated to birth, but it's not coming through for me. But oh, anyway, dear, that's it, not a good thing. But hey, at least you I had know. a wonderful background celebrating the good film. Not so much uh, Gorilla's fine, but it's not as good as the original. The original Walt Disney film known as 101 Dalmatians. If you're looking for a film that deals with dogs and someone in Cruella Deville, check out the animated film because the live action ones you can wasn't see great. Those. Yeah, uh, but I will. I was going to say if you want to listen to more of me. You can listen to this podcast. You can listen to Unrelated at Birth every other Tuesday. When you're not listening at birth, you will find Unrelated at Birth. Also, check out my Disney podcast called Top of the World, where we talk about Disney and DVC being having the perks of DVC membership. But anyway... I'm also DMs419 on Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to follow Unrelated Birth, it is not related bros on Twitter. And Unrelated Birth at Instagram, we don't have one for Geek at Birth yet, but we're going to make it. We will make it somehow. And we will find a place to post pictures of geeky things that we geek out about as well. So, guys, as always, we love you guys. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this evening. It was fun. It was real. It was real fun. And don't forget, it's okay to let your geek flag fly every now and then. Guys, we'll talk to y'all next week. Two weeks, I'm sorry. We'll talk to y'all in two weeks on another Geek at Birth. Bye, guys.